You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OKSIS. Sisters. How you doing? How you doing, sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis. Oh my god. That just gave me um a thought. Uh <laughs> what's the thought? <laughs> um, did you know that Friends is no longer gonna be on Netflix? No, I didn't I, I didn't even know Friends was on Netflix. What? Oh yeah, you don't watch Friends. Should I start real quick before I leave? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Friends is I watch I probably watch two episodes of Friends a day. Okay, well we need to restructure your days. No, no, no. Okay, that's self care. Oh, okay. Friends is my nightly self care. I put it on the background. I put it on as I'm like falling asleep. I know that's bad, but I put it on the background when I'm like getting ready for sleep. Okay. I can't believe you don't watch Friends. I've seen like a, I mean you, I've seen yeah, episodes but don't before, know. but I don't know Friends. You don't know it. No, I don't. Oh, I feel like you're missing out on just like oh, such a big part of life. Okay, well, after today's episode, podcast episode, now I have to watch 90 Day Fiance and Friends. Yes, yeah, you My guys TV will understand that. Is, uh... You guys will understand understand that a little later. Um, yeah. So today we interviewed Amanda Thomas from Love AJ. You guys probably have seen her jewelry line everywhere on all the celebs like um, Bella Hadid, Kylie Jenner, our girl Bella Hadid, Vanessa Hudgens. Homeboy can like get it. Okay. Well, that you, was good. Do you have you seen that? No. Oh yes. Oh my god. Yes, I've seen it. I've seen I love it. how you just totally judged me. Sorry. The best. Like, wait. What does she say? What is the beginning part? Oh god. It's so. It's funny. the Nike. Is it it's the Nike? Nike? She's like, yeah. If he if he comes in with these, homeboy can like get it. Yeah, it was it pretty is embarrassing. The most amazing video. Oh my god. It's just so funny because 
none of us knew what Bella Hadid sounded like until yeah. that video. We were yeah, like, that was a good oh, video. You, this is how you talk. That was a good video. Oh my God. It's incredible. Everyone go. I don't even know what to just look up. Just look Homeboy up can get it and, yeah. and it'll come up. Or Bella Hadid Nike. Uh, yeah, it's out of control. But anyways, anyways. we interviewed Amanda. <laughs> Um, yeah, and she is oh, just Forbes like 30 angelic. Under 30. Yeah, for I mean Forbes thirty under Ooh, thirty. I love it when you describe our guests. Okay, go. Oh, angelic, soft face. Like <laughs> <laughs> she does have a soft right. Like doesn't face. she look yeah, like she, looks, she has? We like, should have asked her what her skincare routine is because she has really good skin. God damn it! Is this turning into a skincare podcast? Just like yes. every every day. It's okay. Um, no, she just is. She exudes just. She's so calm. She's really for she's very some, down to earth. Very down to earth. Very calm for for how um, fucking Busy. amazing and all the accomplishments accomplishments she has. She has accomplished. <laughs> dear God, all all the things she's done. It's like the and the companies she's built. She's just like yeah. She's here. built two companies. She's just you know grounded. She's she really talks grounded. like you, Scout. You know what? Um, Does she talk like me? You know, I think. I'm starting to realize that people are either on one end of the spectrum like me and then one other spectrum like you. Yeah, we're on different. And every every um, every guest we've had has really been on one or the other. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, like some are like me and psychotic and then others are like on your level. Yeah. What's my level? Calm. Yeah. You're just like you're just so calm and so serene. Oh, thanks. And just like. I need better. I need. This is why we do word of the week. Oh, let's do a word so of the week <laughs> so that I can come up with better adjectives. Yeah, we need better adjectives. So if you guys know of some great adjectives, please oh, yeah, send them realize, our way. We realize that we say that's um, amazing. That's amazing. Oh my god. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Unbelievable. I don't say unbelievable. That oh, much. I I think I do. I know. So we've been we've been trying to expand our expand, adjectives. You know, alternate alternate ways of expression over here. <laughs> Just we're just trying. Okay, so here's our word of the week. It's multifarious, and it means many and of various types, and it is an adjective. Um, please use it in a sentence. She has multifarious interests. Yeah. So this essentially means what we've been saying, like diverse, literally. many, numerous. Those are all synonyms. Oh, multifarious. But it's like polymathic too, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you have could use, you could say you that. have a diverse set of interests, and you are you're curious. Hello, yeah. bringing it back to bringing episode back. one for all y'all <laughs> who did not listen. to All that you one. sisters who are are OG fans. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like we're really tired tonight. I feel like every time we we record an intro, we're exhausted because mm-hmm. we've just done like 45 minutes of talking. And so we're just like, but we're also like really high off the conversation. We're so high. We're just, you know, we're just like buzzing. We're buzzing off the off the guest, the angelic goddess guest with the soft face with the soft face. Yeah. OK, you guys are going to really like this week's episode. We're so excited for you to listen. Yeah. And everyone go to Love AJ. Mm-hmm. Buy the jewelry. It's so cute. So cute. You guys I are all just going to be beautiful. That's what we're going to do right now. We're going to go online shop. Duh. OK, sisters, enjoy. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? 
Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Love AJ designer Amanda Thomas started her accessories line in 2005 once her after-school obsession parlayed into her own line of accessories. After a chance encounter with a buyer at Fred Siegel, they picked up their entire line for their stores, and by the age of 16, Love AJ was officially created. 
As a graduate from Otis College of Art and Design, Amanda has been inspired to pursue her love of jewelry and eventually expand Love AJ to boutiques across the nation, leading to its popularity among starlets, starlets and clients such as Bella Hadid, Kylie Jenner, Emily Ratajkowski, if I pronounce that right, and Emma Roberts, who admire her signature heavy metal spikes and layered chains. The 31-year-old designer combines a worn and torn edginess with a hint of femininity in her line of jewelry that ranges from body chains to hand pieces and everything in between. As a recent addition to 2015 Forbes 30 Under 30 list, which is amazing, designer Amanda Thomas continues to expand Love AJ and hopes to adorn the whole world in her badass bling. In addition to Love AJ, Amanda also runs the sister brand Apray Jewelry, alternative, bridal, and affordable fine jewelry. So without further ado, Amanda Thomas. Hello. Wow. That was an intro. Quite the intro. Great intro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk. I know. We have so much to talk about. I'm so excited. Okay. So should we run through a round of current fixations? We shall. Okay. You want to start? I'll start. Okay. So as I mentioned before, I am a co-host of a book club here in LA called Girls Night In. And this month, we're reading Circe. I hope Which I'm pronouncing. Think that's how you pronounce it. I hope it. that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> I'm going to sound like an idiot if I'm dope, but I think it's Cersei. It's by Madeline Miller. Mm-hmm. And so I was never fascinated or like captivated by Greek mythology. So when they picked this book, I was a little skeptical about how I would react to it. But it is the most ethereal and like elegantly written book. The bo- Like the story I didn't ever think I needed. It is unbelievable. Mm. Um, so... If people don't know the story of the Odyssey, like I didn't, and I had to research it, Um, apparently Circe was a very, like, minor immortal character in it. She had, like, very uncertain powers. She would just, like, kind of show up. It was, you know, she wasn't very special in in the story. So it's this retelling of her story, essentially. And we see her as this, like, versatile, expanding female, like, on or protagonist i guess um and the author gives her this voice that kind of illuminates this more established story but through her perspective and it's awesome and i now i know i will never reject a book just because i you know historically haven't liked the subject matter so don't judge a book by its like subject matter i don't know but um no it is incredible i really recommend it i need a new book but i hate this is gonna sound really annoying but i hate reading hardcover books oh my god I, oh i love it i really? used to hate I it. it i, I used to hate it because i yeah because you like to bend around yeah yeah, yeah me i just too. love soft cover books oh yeah, so You're like, recently, no. recently, I've only, I've really been reading newer books, and they're only in hardcover, so now I've, like, grown to love it. I don't know what it is. I like cracking the spine. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm down with soft, down with hardcover, but the, the Kindle thing is too much for me. Oh, that's Oh, no, 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 no. That's not even on the table. No, no, no. Too crazy. No, no. Too crazy, right? It's too out there. Too, too forward thinking. Too, <laughs> too modern. Can't do it. Way too modern. Can't do it. Okay, okay good one. I, I just finished my book, so I need a new book. So I think I'm going to order that one. You should. Okay, so my current fixation is the song Zombies by the Cranberries. Zombie. Zom- you know that song? You know <laughs> sing it? it? Sing it. Sing, okay, sing a little does, more. Um, what's the, how does the chorus start? Um, this your is your head, current fixation. <laughs> our voices. What's in your head? Yeah, I in know that your one. Head, zombie. 
Zombie. You know that song? Oh my god, I've been listening to it. You should get a record deal. Thanks, Mads. I've been really working on it, guys. In the car by myself singing. Just like the the pitch was just really on point there. It was thank you. Melodious. Thank you. I love that. Guys, I've been practicing. Wait, so what why now? Why this song now? Um, I kinda well, it just started playing on the radio like a few weeks ago and I heard it and on like Is this a new song? No, the alternative radio. Oh, oh, oh. The alternate radio. And I just it's I just like the whole idea because I suffer from a mental illness. So like what's in your head? Zombies are in your head. I just Mm. can kind of relate to like something dark being in your head. Um, And I love the cranberries. And so I've just it just keeps playing like it's played on the alt radio a few times now in the last few weeks. So I've kind of gotten like really into the song again. Interesting. It's a good throwback. Yeah. Me too. Okay. So good. So if anyone wants a new song, go listen to zombies. Okay. Your Amazing. turn. Um, my current fixation is way less, um, I don't know, nice as yours. Um, <laughs> so I kept seeing people posting on Instagram stories about n- this show called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, I've always wanted to watch that. What? On TLC. Yes, you've never heard of it? No. And my husband and I were trying to find something to watch. And I was like, maybe we'll just try an episode and see what it's about. Because we had no idea. The general premise is it's a couple... Um, one person lives in the United States, one person is international, and they've applied for a K-1 fiancé visa. And if they get approved, their international fiancé has to come to America. They have 90 days to get married, and it's a total shit show. It is the craziest, craziest relationship drama, but so juicy, so good. Like, you get so invested in these is people. Is it on TLC? Oh it's on TLC. There's five seasons Season five is straight fire. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Molly and Luis are my two favorites to watch. They're so crazy. Does it follow one couple each episode or is it's it like follows multiple? It like five or six couples throughout the season. Okay. Each episode um, jumps back and forth in between the couples. Oh, Interesting. I have really been, I've good. seen a lot of previews for it and I'm, I'm a big sucker for wedding trash reality TV shows. You are. I love wedding TV shows. So I need to watch this. Yeah. It like. I love trash TV too, but this is like, this is good. Okay. It's, okay. It's meaty. Ooh. I'm into it. It's juicy. If, we, if we're fans of Batch, will we like this? 100%. Okay. okay. We're sold. sold. We're sold. sold. We're sold. And it's so good to watch with your partner because you can just be like, how great am I? <laughs> <laughs> You're so like, lucky. Count your blessings, yeah. Things are good. Things are great here. So. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. I love that. It's really good. Um, okay, let's get into Love AJ. I'm okay. so excited to talk about this. So just start from the beginning. How did you first get into jewelry design? Um, I started in high school. Wow. I had to get like a after school job or something. My mom's like, pay it or unpaid, it doesn't matter. You just need to like do something after school. Mm-hmm. So I got an apprenticeship with a designer um, named Corey Madley. Mm-hmm. She lives on Abbott Kinney. This was Ooh. like back in the day day before Abby Kenny was cool. Yeah, it was like true <laughs> yeah. artists were living there. Um, and she made clothing and jewelry, and I just started helping her out. So, like, I would get dropped off after school or on the weekends, and she taught me how to sew. She'd take me to flea markets. She, she was just, like, buying all this old, cool vintage jewelry and reappropriating it. And I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just was really, like, sparked my creativity. So then I started to make stuff myself, like, very, very different looking like just mm-hmm. always really simple and then girls at school started wanting to buy it 
we had proms and formals and stuff and I'd make all my friends jewelry that like matched their dresses and then one day I was in Fred Siegel which is a really big boutique back in the day with my sister shopping and a buyer stopped me and was like oh my god I love your necklace where'd you get it and I just I said I made it and she was like do you have a line and I just lied and was like yeah I do and then she's like, cool, we'd love to have you come back to show the collection. Oh, my God. Like, That's incredible. Came home and was like, um, how old were you? F? I was like 14, 14 or 15. Oh I, didn't, I didn't even have a permit yet. I'm like, oh, my God, Mom. <laughs> I have a buyer's meeting? I don't know what the, that is. So then I just cranked out as much shit as I possibly could, went back, and then they took everything. Wow. Holy shit. So Granted, we I was on consignment, but still. Yeah, did they know how old you were? Yeah. And, like, I think that's why they, like, liked it even more because they're like, oh, this is so cool that you're, like, an L.A. native. You're mm-hmm. so young. And, yeah. you know, it's, like, a good selling point. Where were you getting the materials at this point? Um, I would go to, like, Melrose Flea. Yeah. Our favorite spot ever. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I literally go every weekend in high school. And then I had like a couple beads, bead shops that mm-hmm. I'd go to. And then like the internet, man, the internet is the greatest place ever yeah. because I would just find all these crazy like grandmas on Etsy and <laughs> buy up all their old chain and all their old huh. like, oh, well, that's like amazing. vintage beads and stuff. So I started buying vintage stuff Mm -hmm. and just like trying to make it look like modern and cool and then from there i just was like oh my god i can't believe i got fred siegel so i just went to all my other favorite stores and went in and was like i'm in fred siegel do you (laughs) want to see my line oh my god they all were like yeah i guess so then by my senior year i was in um kitson lisa klein ron herman madison like a bunch of really great stores. And th- and you were the only person making the jewelry. Yeah. It wasn't like crazy. Wrapping up orders. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't crazy busy at that point. Wow. So at what point did this become like a high school business to like a serious business? Honestly, not till I graduated college. Okay. Did you still do things in college a little bit? Or Yeah. So like okay. ever, I never, ever thought I would be a jewelry designer as my job. Right. Like, I just always thought this was a fun thing I did to make, like, extra cash. Mm -hmm. But then, like, every summer I'd take a job or an internship. So I worked for a celebrity stylist. Mm -hmm. I worked for um, a PR firm. I worked for a clothing designer. And then I ultimately ended working at Who What Wear, Mm -hmm. the online magazine. And I just, it was like a process of elimination. Mm -hmm. I always tell girls whenever they come in to just pick my brain i'm like just do all of the things so you can cross off your list like you don't pick your career it's ends up being the last thing on the list that you don't mind doing yeah <laughs> yeah you know that's it's, a great it's like a, yeah a process of elimination i feel like that's an easier way to think about it too it's like right. less daunting mm-hmm. so yeah and i i was at who it where and then i was working in the graphics department mm. and then i left and they were like okay cool like send us your first collection and you know maybe we'll feature it in the story and this is back when they were doing like single story emails Mm. so it was like the one newsletter of the day was one story and so I sent them everything once I finished my like first real collection and they surprised me and did an entire story oh yeah it was called line we love love AJ and like that was like the morning that changed my life truly like I woke up um Urban Outfitters had emailed. They wanted to put me in like wow. 50 locations and do a private label like collaboration. I got into Shop Bop. I got into Nordstrom, which was huge. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. So and were you still by yourself at this point? 
all by myself making everything by myself. I was going to say, how do you start a small business and then how do you scale it that quickly? And I, I mean, it's really tough. And I think this is why a lot of businesses fail is they're not like set up for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I just knew that if I wanted to make this work, I was just gonna have to put like a hundred percent of my time into it. Sure. So it was the summertime. I was like, sorry guys can't go out. Like (laughs) to all my friends, um, during the day I was just looking for factories. I was literally Mm. Googling like jewelry factory downtown LA Mm -hmm. I'd go and take different appointments I would have like 10 different factories all sample the exact same item so then I can compare quality and pricing and like how long it took them and like how it was to work with them Mm. I learned how to use like QuickBooks invoicing Mm. yeah I was just getting all the business stuff down during the day and then at nighttime um, my best friend Alana shout out Alana Mm. um she used to come over from like eight o'clock till like one or two in the morning. Wow. And we would crank out jewelry. We'd watch bachelor, then bachelor in paradise (laughs) dating in the dark. I don't know if you remember that. No, I've never seen that one. That ABC throwback. We watched all, all the good jams. Yeah. We just like watch TV and like chat and eat snacks and just make crank out as much shit as we possibly could. That's incredible. So then how, okay. So now you're in shop up, you're in urban outfitters, where where are you working out of at this point? My this parents' your... pool house. Oh my! <laughs> yes. How many people work for you um, now? Yeah. So I have a very small in-house team. It's just me and two girls. Oh my god! Um, one of the things that I've learned over the years is I'm really into outsourcing. Mm-hmm. That's critical. So when did that start, though? So so I mean so. Back when I was, like, working all night hours, mm. you know, cranking out stuff. Like, I mean, pretty much that summer I made everything by hand. Mm-hmm. Then I found a factory, and then I just had to move all production to them, which took right. about three months. Then I hired one person, um, and the team started to grow. And over the years, it, I, I've had up to, like, six people in my office. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just like having less people to manage because Mm -hmm. managing employees takes up a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people are equipped for that. Like that's not like a normal thing to be good at. Yeah. So I now outsource a lot of the things that need to get done, whether it's production, warehousing, shipping, PR, Mm -hmm. social media. And then I test it out. I put people on like retainer or pay them hourly. Mm -hmm. And then if it becomes something that's like, you know, becomes a full-time thing, then I hire someone full-time. Got it. Got it. It's way easier, too, because then you don't have to fire people because people are just independent Mm. contractors. It's, like, way less awkward. Right. You're not on the hook money-wise for a Mm -hmm. whole month worth of work if you don't have a month's worth of work for someone. Oh, interesting, yeah. I just think it's, like, a better way to be more, like, frugal and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, sensitive with your time and your money, yeah. especially when you're growing a business. So who was your first hire? My first hire was like an, a, a, like a, an assistant. Got it. Like okay. a house assistant. Got it. Yeah. Oh my God. So talk, I mean, I guess we could talk about this later, but, but the management thing, that is something that is so interesting to me because as founders, as entrepreneurs, you're just expected to be this role of a leader, be this role of a CEO, be this role of like a manager. And 
that's some people are yeah as you said are yeah, not equipped not to do it it's it's it. an it's an, a completely different skill set than the creative aspect and even the business aspect you're managing people's success you're 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 investing in their growth their personal growth and so talk about how you kind of evolved or didn't evolve into that type of role yeah it's definitely I feel like that's been the most like interesting journey for me because I made a lot of mistakes Mm -hmm. but I feel like I've come to a good balance um like one of my things is okay I have a really small team so whoever I hire I want to be able to spend time with them and like not be annoyed with them right so my kind of like rule of thumb is could I be in a in a car with you for 30 minutes just the two of us and be and it's cool Hmm. Like if I can That's do a that great test, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, can I drive from my office to downtown with you in the car? And it's like not awkward, all good. Sure. You know, that's that, a great that test. Sounds silly to say. No, but, but if you're, if you're trusting someone with your company mm-hmm. and you're spending so much time with them in such close quarters, you want that to be a factor. Absolutely. They don't need to be your friend mm-hmm. per se, but you know, you want to feel some sort of like rapport with them. Yeah. And enjoy their company. Definitely. And then I think another thing that's really hard is when you interview people, they're like selling themselves and they're telling you all of the greatest things. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, yes. Like, when can you start? And I've had a couple people, not really employees, actually more interns, um, where they come in and they're like totally not who they've sold themselves to be. Oh my so God. I think a really good thing too is you can do trials with people. Like, you can be like, let's do a four-week trial. Oh, that's like a I'll, great I'll idea. I'll pay you your, the salary. But at the end of four weeks, like, and it's two-way street. Like, do you like this job? Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to mm-hmm. be here? And then do I like you? Mm. So I think that's nice because then you don't get stuck with someone. You're like, oh, shit, I just hired them. What am I going to do? Yeah, right. I feel so bad. And firing people is really whack. It mm. sucks. I can imagine. I've never it's had. Like, I've w- had, like, one instance where I had to excuse someone from the office and it was like the worst experience of my life oh my god i'm scared for that day for me yeah no it's scary because i I mean a big deal yeah like i want to run my own company one day and i'm just i'm thinking about all those added elements that people don't talk about talk about um but yeah that's interesting okay so going back to the jewelry so talk to us about the inspiration for the line what does the line even look like for people who aren't familiar with love aj so love aj is um kind of like ready to wear trend-based fashion accessories Mm -hmm. so all the jewelry ranges between like 50 and 100 bucks like that's Mm -hmm. our sweet spot i really try to keep everything under 100 Mm -hmm. so it's just like a no-brainer purchase um the jewelry is definitely very like bold we use tons of metal um we use like swarovski crystals like hints of pave things like that it's like edgy with a hint of femininity which is kind of what you were saying before that's like our signature style. It's like a tomboy can wear it, but also like a girly girl. It just depends on how you style it. Right. Like it, like the accessories are meant to like accent your style. Yeah. Not necessarily be your style. Mm, I love I that. Know. And so, okay, so you have a pretty big celebrity clientele. Uh-huh. One, who was your first celebrity client and how did you get that? Oh my God, that's such a good question. Mm. Um, I would say my biggest First celebrity client, this was crazy. This is like the craziest story. It was Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God. So, okay, you guys are going to love this. So, my sister was dating this guy and he was a producer and he produced the movie Georgia Rule. Yes. Which Lindsay Lohan was on. Yeah. This is when she was like cray cray. 
Yeah. Okay. So he was like, Amanda. Is she not anymore? <laughs> well, she, like, this, <laughs> this is like the, the first. Yeah. This is like the height of it. Okay. And he's like, hey, she's so unruly on set. Like, oh I really God. need your help. Can you come by and bring a bunch of jewelry and a bunch of stuff for her? Like, so I can bribe Just her. Just... Because she wouldn't, like, come out of her trailer on time. She wouldn't go to set on time, all this stuff. So he's like, oh my God. come by. You'll get to meet her. You'll give her stuff. But, like, we need her to, like, leave her trailer. So yeah. if I tell her there's, like, a bunch of jewelry, jewelry and stuff, she'll leave her trailer. That's hilarious. So, oh, my God. I was like, cool. What time do I need to be there? He's like, so she gets out of the trailer at 8, so try to be there by 7.30. So, like, I get there at 7, just in Because you're stoked. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I get there at 7 oh, no. a.m. What time did she come out of her trailer? I want you two to guess what time. Lohan emerged. 4 p.m. Wait, wait. What time do you think Lohan emerged Lohan from her trailer? Lohan left her trailer. She was supposed to be out at 8. What do you As in like, the s- she was supposed to be like on set at 8. Uh-huh. What time do you think she got out of her trailer? I say 4 p.m. I I feel like, okay. Okay, so should I say 5 p.m.? 5 or 6? What was it? 5.30 p.m. Oh. oh my God, what did you do like all day? Not, like 10 hours i s- did you I, like knock on the door like i sat there like, people were trying to get her out of the trailer and she <gasps> would not leave and i was like this what? is so i was like once the sun is down I, i'm out like this yeah. is crazy i've been here all day wait so it was a whole like crew and everyone was waiting i for saw her? like a hundred different people try to get her out of the trailer and she she wouldn't she was just like doing her thing Finally, she emerges. Oh I'm God. like sitting there with all oh, this stuff for her. It's, I'm, at this point, I'm just like pissed. But then she emerges, like and she gives she emerges. She gives me this crazy hug, this full bear hug. She had no bra on, so like her, one, literally one of like her boobs flopped out. Oh my God. And she gives me this hug, and she goes, "Babe, you're the shit. You're the shit." <laughs> And then <laughs> takes takes everything, just takes everything, and just goes back in the trailer. No, like not to say my just jaw is dropped. Back in the trailer, and I was like, okay. Was she photographed with your pieces at least? Think the sweet baby. She was photographed. Okay, good. I got like a really really good photo because she was at some like July Fourth party in Malibu, and she oh. like wore all of it, and it was amazing. It was totally worth it, but. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, so that was the first. Amazing though, the hug. Yeah, baby, you're the shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so great. How was she not fired? I mean, that's why. That's why she does that's, not have a career yeah. today. Oh god, I am. I've shook always by heard story. like stories that she was a hot mess on set, but like that's a hot mess. On I was set. like, those are twelve hours I'll never get back in my life. And imagine all the insane. money they wasted that day. I know. From all those people being ready to shoot. Yeah, it's so crazy. Wait, was it like Jane Fonda in that movie? Yeah. Like, what? How she could you don't respect Jane Fonda. Oh my Fonda? god, I know. Jane Fonda was, must have been like, get the fuck out of this trailer. It was so crazy. Oh my god, that's nuts. Okay, so. So, what kind of celebrities do yeah. you work with now? Um, So, now I work, like, my main girls that really, really rock it hard that I love um, Bella Hadid. Mm-hmm. She's like my number one. I just think she's so beautiful yeah she's so cool gorgeous um we work with emrata Mm -hmm. um vanessa hudgens like has been like a day one supporter she She still wears it which is so cool and nice um who else Gigi, Haley baldwin Mm. um kylie kendall courtney did it kind of just like spread or just uh, and 
like wildfire uh, yeah yeah like where did i feel like i've always had good celebrity placement i think it's yeah. being in good stores right mm-hmm. yeah that's how people find out about you initially yeah and then this was like pre-instagram and then now with the internet it's mm-hmm. all about like getting on the right people totally so i have like a pretty broad gifting program like mm-hmm. i i'll gift anyone once and then i kind of wait and see how how well it did for me Mm -hmm. or if other people like buy it off of their thing Mm -hmm. like i don't know Mm -hmm. like i I just like try to test and track how well it does do they know you directly or do they more so just know the brand they just know the brand i feel like no one even really knows who i am Mm. i'm not really like i'm the face i don't really want to be the face yeah i found out about love jay because you your wedding was featured oh yeah on on refinery 29 and i was planning a palm springs wedding as well nice so i saw that and i like devoured every little piece of information like all of your vendors and then i I need to see your ring because i've been waiting to see your ring in person because we both have the hexagon we're literally twins look at that i know i love it hexagon halos isn't that cute Um, yeah, just, and I remember like seeing that here. on Refinery Tonight. I was like, "Oh my god, this girl is my soul sister." <laughs> um, what's happening? That's really funny. Wait, where'd you get married in Palm Springs? Um, just at a, like a private house. Oh my god, so I beautiful. need to look it up after. Yeah. This. Oh well, yeah, we're gonna look it up after this. Yeah, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, Scout is just she's like wet for Palm Springs. Yeah. She loves <laughs> yeah. it. I love Palm Springs too. She loves it. She loves it. Um, but yeah, I feel like people find out about the brand. Like now, it's just like. Instagram 100%. Yeah. Yeah. How has Instagram affected your business? I mean, tremendously and mm-hmm. so positively. Like, I started my brand, like, before there was social media. That's yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I mean, how many? 15 yeah, like, years. Um, when I started my, when I did my first e-com shop, I yeah. had, like, I had a custom build, like, a PayPal shopping cart on it. Oh, my God. Um, And then... Probably for like seven or eight years, it was just like all custom. Sure. And then Shopify came out. Shopify is like right. an amazing platform mm-hmm. uh, to start your e-com store. And then Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. So I've like, luckily, I, I was still young when it all came out. Mm-hmm. So I like. Able to really, tap into it. Yeah, yeah. I was really able to like move with the times. So I what's your strategy? Um, Like post all the time Mm -hmm. just like all the damn time (laughs) (laughs) just like seriously all shit out of your jewelry because half the time people don't see it because of the stupid algorithm Mm -hmm. just post all the damn time like you should do that man just post all the damn time keep it fresh like even if it's like sometimes well for me i have tons of content so it's not that hard for me but Mm -hmm. i know people really struggle they're like i don't have anything to post it's like like, post a meme like yeah post post like something funny that's like relevant to what you're Mm-hmm. Your the messaging that you're trying to give to your audience like mm-hmm. just post all the time yeah um also consistency people say this all the time but for me what's consistent is um our imagery mm. so for every collection we shoot like an actual lookbook which is very editorial mm-hmm. and that's just more for like the cool factor and then we all always shoot on a model as well mm-hmm. and I feel like that sells the jewelry better than just like a picture of the jewelry mm-hmm. like when it's on someone Mm -hmm. then girls can see like okay this is how i wear it so now we work with like the exact same team every single time Mm -hmm. so all the shots look consistent like they look like they were all shot in the same day that's awesome and we do we've done like 10 of these same shoots Mm. that's awesome so i think that really helps like my pet peeve i hate going to e-com sites and 
all the product shots are from like different shoots. Yeah. It looks so piecemeal and broken up. I'm like, oof, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like an aesthetic person. Your Instagram is very cohesive. Yeah, and I I want you to go to my page and within two seconds understand who I am, what it is, what the vibe is. So important. Yeah, you really only have people for like three to five seconds. Yeah, that's the attention span these days. Definitely. So if someone here is listening and they really want to start their own jewelry business, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I think first and foremost is um, definitely like try to utilize the the free tools that we have at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. One great one is like Shopify. I mean, granted, Shopify is not free, but it's so cheap. Super easy way to build your e-com store. Do you still use Shopify? Yeah. Wow. I'm like, love them. It's right. They're so amazing. But now it's so funny because like I build a custom site where when they opened and now they like you can build the most beautiful website mm-hmm. for because they have all these plugins and themes. Right. Um, also, like, you know, when you're doing like shooting your products or doing lookbooks or whatever, like try to do things for trade. Try to like dm people on instagram that you want to work with like just be frugal at the beginning Mm -hmm. like you don't need to spend a lot of money to get your goods off the ground um and like even with production like don't over make samples Mm -hmm. the first time like just start with one thing and do it right like don't do 30 things mediocre Mm -hmm. yeah like i feel like i mean perfect example do you guys know that handbag brand monster gabrielle yeah yeah like they did that one bucket bag and it's like a perfect bag mm-hmm. that's like all they had on their site yeah yeah and they were able to catapult their business off right. of one product like just do one thing right yeah absolutely like you don't need to reinvent the wheel it's kind of what glossier did they mm-hmm. started off with very minimal very a very small batch and grew from there because they were like, well, yeah, why don't we and it's so smart perfect some one item drops? Yeah. Like every eight weeks. It or works something. for them because it's, I feel like beauty. Yeah. Um, mine. It's like, if I did like a one item jewelry drop, people would be yeah, like, what the, wouldn't make it yeah, that sense. <laughs> but like I, I probably could do smaller drops than I do now. How, so how do you, you know, with the business side, like how do you forecast? How do you know? Is it, was it just trial and error as the years went on? Like, how do you know, how much to make and that yeah, whole like back end stuff, so what to price it. Like where did, where does so that come crazy. from? It's like years and years yeah. and years of figuring it out. Right. But I figured it out now. Yep. And I'll give you my secrets. Ooh, Ooh let's hear it. So m- the way I design is half analytical and data driven and then mm-hmm. half like actually creative. So what I'll do is I'll look at, my sales from um, six months prior mm. and then I'll see like, okay, what st- what silhouettes are selling? Like, so right now earrings are my largest category, like by far. Mm. And then within that, um, we do really well with medium size statement hoops, like not massive, but medium. Then we do really well with mismatch earring sets. So like Uh-oh. little hoop huggies or studs that come in a set of four to eight mm-hmm. and that, that are mismatched. Like those do really well necklaces like coin necklaces have been super strong for like over 12 months Mm. which is crazy it means it's like a trend that's gonna stay and then um in the ring category like signet rings so based on that i'll come up with like motifs for the season so i'm like okay i'm gonna do like little diamond kite charms or like snakes or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i'll come up with a signet ring a coin necklace a medium hoop, mm. a stud set, whatever that like fit 
into those, those motifs. Awesome. That's really smart. Yeah. So then I know it's going to sell because it's already been selling. Right. And then I'll do all those as like my kind of like core pieces. And then I'll like sprinkle in fun things that I think are cool mm-hmm. to test out. So like I started doing like belly chains. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know, like sh- like little short lariats. Just like trying to like try new silhouettes out and see if they hit. And then if they don't, then that's fine. It I, was just one season. Right. You know, I'm not like, yeah. committing to it. So that's kind of how I design. How far in advance do you design? One year. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that is some forecasting Holiday right there. 19. That's crazy. The good thing is, is I feel like my, me personally, I'm like pretty edgy. And by the, so if I think it's cool now, my girl, my girl's going to think it's cool in a year. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So I actually, I actually worked at, um, Jor, which yeah. you guys use, yeah. right? Yeah. I think, I think you were one of my brands, but I used to work at Jor. And so I, I kind of dipped my toes into that whole like wholesale timeline. It's out of control. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. There's so much pre-planning that goes into So it. much. And it's like, how would you know? I guess you ju- you're just like the forecaster. Like you get to choose what is like going to be yeah, the trend in a year. It's crazy. Guess. Sometimes it sucks because like you'll have an idea. So, okay. For example, I've already designed fall 2019. Wow. That's insane. Between now and fall, I'm probably going to see another brand doing something similar to like what I've already pre-designed. And I'm like, damn it. It's coming out later than them. It's going to look like I copied them, but I didn't. Mm. Interesting. So I try to, I mean, that is something to think about too when you're designing, especially with jewelry. It's like you can only reinvent the wheel so many times. Mm-hmm. So I try to always have my stuff be detailed so that the details set it apart. Mm-hmm. So like someone can't actually like have thought up the same thing I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like I try not to make it too plain. Right. Right. Because, it, yeah, you have to – it has to be unique in some way, obviously. Yeah. Um, for it to be different in a whole year. That's totally. crazy. Okay, talk to us about Apray Jewelry. So where, when did that start? What is that? So um, you mentioned I got married in Palm Springs mm-hmm. um, in 2014. And Refinery29 covered my wedding, which was so amazing. Mm. Like, such a great platform to be able to, like, share that day with um, all their, like – customers and consumers um anyways i had my engagement ring on there and i designed it myself <gasps> but i i had never done fine jewelry before and from the refinery 29 article i got like all these emails of girls being like hey can you do my ring can you do my ring and i was oh like my oh my god i was like i guess i can do it so i started doing like random girls rings that I had requested and then i was at the age where my friends were getting engaged so then they're like can you do mine so then I started doing friends rings and then after about two and a half years, I was doing like a ring a week. Wow. Like it was like a full blown business. So I'm like, I should make this yeah. a brand. So I wish that brand was around before I would have totally ordered from you. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started Opre Jewelry um, in October of last year. Opre means after mm-hmm. in French. It's after love AJ and Cute. it's, Opera Jewelry AJ. Yeah. So it's perfect. like similar. Oh, yes. Got it. Ties it all in. Yeah. So I officially launched it last October and I did, I mean, on the site we have engagement rings, wedding bands, mm-hmm. day of jewelry, Ooh, um, nice. 
men's bands and also bridesmaids gifts. Oh, mm. cute. Like stuff under under 500 bucks. So I threw it all out there and was like, I guess we'll just see what pops off. Mm-hmm. And it's like 100% an engagement ring business. That is like so no cool. one buys anything besides <laughs> our diamond huggies, which are great, by the way. They're tiny. Oh, my God. They're amazing. They like truly hug your ear. I spent a year and a half developing them. No one would make them. Because they're just so small, but I found someone that does. <laughs> I sell diamond huggies and engagement rings. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because, like, especially with engagement rings, like, people are really all buying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, our top three settings, um, one's called the Valentina setting, which has a pave band and a pave halo. Mm-hmm. Second is our Kaya setting, which has no halo and a pave band and a little bit of pave underneath the basket of the center stone. And then our Stella setting, which is just like classic solitaire. How did you learn how to do that? Like, w- w- this seems like such a different it's playing a, field. Oh, my God. It totally is. Like, and that's why I spent, took so many years yeah. before I made it a real brand. Because yeah. I wanted to make sure I knew what the F I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. Because so I, did, I didn't. Yeah. Like, I didn't. figured it out. I've made a bunch of my friends' rings. Like, I'm not going to name names, but where I'm like, <laughs> I did not know what I was doing. Oh, God. <laughs> Like, I'm scared. I'm, like, waiting for the day that they call me. And they're like, like um, the this fuck? thing broke. Oh, oh my no. God. That is hilarious. I mean, you get, you just got to fake it till you make it. No, of course. Re- like, really? Seriously. Really, truly. Because <laughs> that was a lesson. It was also very humbling because I've been doing Love AJ for so long. And it's, like, a very well-oiled machine. And I feel very confident mm-hmm. in what I do. So, to venture into something new was so uncomfortable Mm. i I really did want to quit so many times i was like i don't want to do this why am i doing this Mm. but i'm glad i did because it's just like it's good just to like get back down to earth for a second you know yeah like you don't know everything yeah how how do you overcome those moments where you want to give up um where does the resilience come from i don't even know like i just i just like put your big girl pants on yeah like i i allow myself to cry over spilled milk for like 10 minutes and then i just like what's plan b yeah yeah Yeah. we gotta figure it out okay so we need to talk about the fact that you're forbes 30 under 30 yeah we're freaking out tell us everything how did it happen i want to know like logistics like how, like, do they come to you? Do you submit yourself? Like, what is it? It's so like, They have a committee of people that can nominate. Okay. And it's anonymous. So oh. someone nominated And me. you still don't know who it is. I don't know <gasps> who it is. They won't. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't that person tell you? I feel like I would tell you. For sure. Like, <laughs> I would be like, I'm like, I'm like, like yo, I did you. this for you. I'm like, do, don't, like, don't you want a gift or yeah. something? Um, yeah. So they don't tell you. Um, but this was crazy. They called me the day of my wedding. Oh, my God. To, to tell me I made the list. I was like, what? Wow. Literally, like, an hour before I walked down the aisle. So, that was very cool. So, like, what best an day of your life times, times two. Or times yeah. 100. I, like, got down <laughs> the aisle. I, like, because I didn't see my husband. I got down, and I was like, psst. <laughs> I made the list. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Real oh quick God. before the ceremony yeah. starts. Yeah. I made the okay, list. so you make the list, and then what, what happens after that? Do you fly out to meet the other 30 under well, 29 then you get what put happens? on this forbes 30 under 30 like fa- family almost okay. so there's like a facebook group there's an email chain there's this incredible network right so you get like a log into a portal and like i can access awesome. anyone within the portal wow which is cool because if you know i'm like okay i want to go into beauty or something i can go in the portal find 
anyone. A female beauty CEO, hit her up. That's unbelievable. Like, that is major networking. It's really cool. And then the best, I mean, the best is they give you all these perks. All these companies give you like discount codes and money off. What? Oh, oh yeah. shit. So if I ever like Avis gives me like 30% off FedEx, I get fif- like 50% off. <laughs> that <laughs> is for life? crazy. Yeah, I, I think so. It's really, uh, it's awesome. <laughs> we should be, should we be yeah, four, can we, 30 under 30 just for get, all the discounts? Yeah, can we get on that list? <gasps> Wait, so who was like your, who, who do you admire most from like that, that group that you first got in with? Um, I don't even or know. Or just who have you met from well, it? Or? It was pretty cool. One of my best friends, um, her name's Janessa. Mm-hmm. She makes hats. She, oh, I know She her. got on the list as well, like the same year. Oh my God. Her hats yeah. are really, really cool. Because we so were in the sweet. same category and there was not that many people in the category. Right. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That is such an accomplishment. Yeah. I know. I was, I was very excited. Yeah. You're like, damn, I really worked hard for this yeah, yeah you did. I mean, it's amazing for someone to be like yeah we noticed that and then forbes to be like yeah we noticed it too that's crazy yeah that's, that's amazing. amazing oh what a dream yeah what, what a dream. dream super oh. awesome so what what age were you when when it happened i was um 27 scout yeah, that's my You're age. you're uh you're uh you're getting up there. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> Twenty seven, yeah. I'm thirty one now, so you made it. I'm, I made it. I made it. <laughs> um so who else do you look up to in the jewelry industry? Who have been your mentors or has anyone kind of helped you along the way? Um, not necessarily in jewelry, but okay. I have like two two mentors through my internships that I did in college and high mm-hmm. school um one of them is rachel pally oh yes she has a clothing line she's great. um i worked for her my freshman year of college and she was so cool and would like answer all my questions i was so psychotic i would go into her office and start asking her business questions <laughs> like that's awesome though and she just thought it she was like this is great interns won't even look me in the eye and you're in here ask me questions or I used to drive downtown with her to the warehouse and I would always utilize that time to just yeah. ask her about how she started her company. One of the main things that she taught me that I just really was a light bulb that went off. She makes clothing and she never learned how to sew or pattern make. And wow. I, and I always thought for me, I, at some point I'm like, I, I'm going to have to start taking jewelry lessons because mm-hmm. I, I only knew like very basic stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm going to have to, take like soldering classes and casting and learn how to do all that stuff she's like no 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 no. like it's your idea your vision you're the designer you find people to utilize to To like make it to to make it happen Mm -hmm. you know like you find the factory you find the people that make your molds things like Mm -hmm. that she's like find the people that know how to do it and you just hire them to do it yeah she's like your time is very valuable so i'm just like oh my god that's so cool i didn't even think about it yeah. it just made me more confident in knowing that i could pursue my career without having to stop and learn a bunch of and jewelry like, techniques yeah i mean it just it just reminds me i feel like everyone's a lot of entrepreneurs say, say this like hire someone smarter than you or like like yeah outsource or you know give those responsibilities. yeah delegate give those responsibilities yeah. that like you don't have those skills like yeah, give like, it to someone else figure like, out what you're good at figure exactly. out what you're not good at and then hire 
people to do things you're yeah. not good at because your time is valuable that's so that's really admirable yeah I and it's that. really telling that as an intern you were you weren't just like you know diddle like playing with your thumbs in the corner like you were actually talking with the designer of the company and yeah, making sure I your name like was lucky in. to be in her presence yeah and lucky to get time with her mm-hmm. she was she's so nice i mean i'm still friends with her to this day she's mm-hmm. just so wonderful and sweet and she, oh, she still answers questions she actually called me recently to ask me a question oh my god how did that feel i was like so touched. <laughs> i told her i was like this is really crazy for me that you you Aww. called me and she's like girl she's like you know more than me now Aww. like oh my god not not true but um, and then my other kind of fairy godmother in the fashion world is Hillary Kerr oh. from Who It Wear. Mm-hmm. She's I love her so helpful. To this day, she'll connect me with anyone. Oh. She responds to all my emails so quickly. Um, one thing I learned from her was she treated everyone with the exact same respect, whether it was the mailman, the FedEx mm. guy, an intern, or like Nicole Richie walking mm-hmm. in the office. She treated everyone with the same respect and, and enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was just a very consistent, cool, down-to-earth person. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and really important to remember when you're mm-hmm. running your own thing, that every little person in the line means something. You be mm-hmm. nice to everyone. You also don't know when someone's when you're going to need someone later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely. I've had so many of those moments where I've had like inner thoughts about people and just kept them to myself <laughs> and then later down the line i need that i needed them help, i'm like yeah. thank god i wasn't rude to you yeah 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 totally absolutely oh this was such a good conversation yeah you're <laughs> unbelievable yeah, you're so great okay so tell everybody where they can find you you can find me at loveaj.com that's l-u-v-a-j.com and on instagram at loveaj Ooh, amazing. and at Opre Jewelry, A P R E S Jewelry, nice, Amazing. beautiful, and you can find me at Scout Sobel. Oh, Maddie Mayo and Okasis at Okasis Podcast. Yay! Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Bye, sisters. Bye. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life tune in every thursday to i'm not your shrink wherever you listen to podcasts while i'm not your shrink i am still human and i'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together